0: Quiot history, where two best friends tell you a story or historical thing, and I am here with Morgan. Hello, we're dancing. We hope- <laughs> I know we're doing a little shimmy. We hope you had a wonderful new year. This is January the fourth already how <laughs> oh my gosh
1: twenty twenty four uh, okay. <laughs>
0: It <laughs> never stops.
1: <laughs> what's a what's the line in a uh, All Star? Um, well, the years stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't.
0: Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Didn't make sense. Don't live for fun. Your brain gets <laughs> smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, if y'all um, can't tell, it was dollar margarita night at the Mexican restaurant tonight. So I might be three marks in. so if it's a little unhinged um it's the margarita's fault
1: (laughs) it's my husband's fault
0: yes i have just had tea so i am i'm pretty straight laced someone's got to keep us sane here so (laughs) it ain't me i'm child free tonight so apparently that means i'm drinking (laughs) Um, so how are you? I'm good. I am
1: embracing the new year.
0: Yes. Any resolutions,
1: madam? I actually do. And these are goals I've had for a while. So they're not specific New Year's res- resolutions, yeah. but I'm hoping the new year can get me motivated just to, you know, live healthier, be healthier, um, work on... Provide a lot of self-care to myself, whatever that looks yeah. like, whether it's like focusing on my mental health, my physical health, all that.
0: That's wonderful. Mine, are, Mine's pretty much the same where it's like, you know, I would like to lose a few pounds here and there, mm-hmm. but in a healthy, sustainable, I'm more about strength because my son is like nearly 60 pounds as a six-year-old and... He still falls asleep in the car and I have to carry him up the stairs. So, like, it's more (laughs) of a strength kind of, you know, vibe going on and mental health and um, organization of the house. Because when we moved into this house, I immediately got pregnant because that's exactly what you should do. And we didn't really get to set up a, a good foundation. So, over the past, was it seven years now, I've been like slowly like room by room doing the house how we want it but life gets in the way. So organization would be <laughs> wonderful.
1: Well, I am I'm sending you
0: my mana my my vibes. I'm going to manifest Thank you. that for you. Because as I clean those little previous tenants of mine, that's what I call them because I had two C sections. So <laughs> they're not quite co- crotch goblins, but they're um Previous tenants, because they were evicted. Uh, (laughs) They they unclean as I clean, so I need your vibes, your good thoughts. Anyway, you want to get into today's episode? Let's do this. It's 5 a.m. in a gym two best friends are trying their best to wake up and get ready to work out when the instructor comes in the room good morning class
1: why is she so damn chipper it's 5
0: a.m i have no idea i'm still trying to wake up
1: all right my wonderful
0: people let's get our bodies moving with our warm up Ugh, I haven't even finished my coffee yet. I'm not ready. Wait, are you drinking coffee in the gym? Um, yeah. If I'm up at 5 a.m., I'm drinking coffee. But it's hot coffee in a gym. So? Come on,
1: ladies. That fat isn't going to burn itself. Why
0: do we do this again? I have no idea.
1: I like how it just says
0: Gmail at the end. Also, it's not going to turn itself. I, I was I was sober typing that. I just want you to know.
1: Hey, you know what? I got you. I I knew Thanks. it said it meant burn. Also, Thank you. I, I feel like we have had this conversation before.
0: Probably because I took inspiration from myself because <laughs> I drink hot coffee in the gym. <laughs>
1: And I am very perplexed at this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listen. (laughs) Listen, okay, listeners, I just want it to be clear that I got inspiration for this topic today because seriously, at like 530 in the morning, I am doing a class workout with, yes, my hot coffee and... um. I was really contemplating, why the fuck am I here doing this at 5.30 in the morning? And then I was like, you know what? I do have a whole platform as to figure out why I'm doing this. So (laughs) here we are. Also... It's the first week of January, so I thought it would be appropriate to do it now because a lot of people have their, you know, mindset on weight loss and being more healthy, and so it just felt, it felt right. The universe said, do the history of working out, so I'm doing it. All right. But, little introduction. I know there's a lot of people out there who have, are on a weight loss journey, and they you know want to do better for themselves but i just want to remind everybody that everyone's weight loss journey is their own and that they should do it for the betterment of themselves not for other people not what other people think of them and you should love yourself through every chapter pun intended through thick and thin every you know part of you is loved and wonderful and you should love yourself regardless of your weight i've struggled Mm -hmm. with that after having two kids vsc section um so i now don't really care i just want to be healthier so yeah you you do that do that yeah
1: i i'm in a similar boat i i have not had children but um the pandemic definitely um packed on the pounds and mm-hmm. i've definitely had my own journey of like self love self accept self acceptance yeah um and You know, learning to love my body how it is, but also wanting it to be healthy, but understanding that health looks different um, at a bunch of different, you know, sizes and weights. Um, And, you know, I go to the doctor every year and my doctor's like, you're healthy, your blood work comes out normal. Um, if you want to lose weight, that is something that you can do. And also, you know, not everyone wants to lose weight. Some people want to gain weight. um, And that is what is healthy for them. So
0: wonderful, whatever your body needs, whatever is going to make you feel better. We wish you the best of journeys and love yourself regardless of what stage you're in, because that's what you're in. And you deserve to be loved regardless of whatever shape, size, athletic ability you are. And one little tidbit, which is random, but my husband likes to do a lot of, like, working on vehicles and stuff. And this sounds so stupid, but part of me actually loves myself more because I am stronger of a woman. I can actually help him move car parts. And I'm like, damn, I'm actually pretty helpful. It doesn't mean I'm thin. But I am strong, damn it! So
1: whatever. And for some people, that's what they want. Like they don't really care about, you know, what size pant they are. They care about
0: strength, exactly. Um, And can I help move an entire engine? Yes, I absolutely can. So there it is. You know what? Like
1: I, I may be thick myself, but I can manipulate and lift a grown ass man with. Nothing yeah. but my my limbs because I do jujitsu and that has made me yeah. extremely strong, and I can do a exactly. lot of things no one else
0: can, and it's a really good workout. I re- highly recommend jujitsu. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm slightly terrified of you. If I ever actually pissed you off, you could kick my ass so easily. I I am like I am just a strong pillow. I I know no moves. <laughs> I might be comfortable to lay on, and I might be able to pick up a lot of things, but can I actually do anything with any of that? No. No, I cannot. (laughs) So go you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so let's bring it on back to ancient times. So apparently Confucius invented gymnastics. I honestly didn't find a whole lot about that. Okay. But he did. Cool. He did. Cool. So, breathing exercises regarded as medical gymnastics were practiced in China as early as 2600 BCE. Damn. Damn. I could use some of those now. Breathing exercises. (laughs) So, during the era of the Yellow Emperor, which was 10,050 to 256, which Can we appreciate in the moment that that is a long-ass period of time? 1050 to 256 BCE. That's like... Yeah, that's... 800 some odd years. Yeah. Oh,
1: 800. Sorry, I was doing reverse math in my head and it wasn't working. Yeah,
0: no, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Math is hard. So, these exercises were used for subjects experiencing chills fevers and complete paralysis so these oh. people were just like paralyzed and just doing breathing exercises i don't know if they helped or not just they were just breathe a- about it <laughs> have you ever thought about doing some deep breathing exercises i can't move my arms i feel like there's something else i, I feel like that's all i
1: can do at this that's time true. sorry That may have been really mean, and I apologize.
0: We're here to laugh (laughs) through with things. Okay, so (laughs) in um, the East Han Dynasty, which was 25 BCE to 250 CE, a Chinese physician and surgeon named, and again, I'm apologizing in advance, Hua Tao? prescribed exercise for patients and followers because of its yang effect so we're we're talking yin and yang with yang being identified with life and health yin being identified with disease and death so quote the body exercise the body needs exercise, only it must not be to the point of exhaustion, for exercise expels the bad air in the system, promotes free circulation of the blood, and prevents sickness. So Huatau advocated activities that simulated the actions of deer, tigers, bears, cranes, and monkeys that not only supported its his previous statements, but also strengthened the legs, provided a sense of lightness, enhanced appetite, delayed aging, removed disease, and promoted health. So it's really interesting to think that like I'm thinking of exercises that I do at the gym now. They're like Mm -hmm. the bear crawls and stuff. That still that still applies. It's weird. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like it's crazy that in the BCE times that this Chinese physician knew about the health benefits of exercise. I mean, all of that still applies today. Like, it can help with sickness. It can help yeah. with lon- longevity. It can help with strength, and mm-hmm. you know, all of all of that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's really awesome.
0: It is super awesome and so moving on a little bit the ancient greeks had gymnasiums as old as 800 bce and they trained naked <laughs> so you got a show too apparently <sighs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just thinking of like naked jujitsu and i don't think i want like talk too much about sweaty bodies on you and i don't want it oh god (laughs) oh man
1: oh god (laughs) that that would be awful
0: so bad honestly so bad please no no. please no because you know for like every hundred let's just say we're talking just from a straight woman's perspective a hundred men out there you might find one or two of them attractive maybe and the rest of them are just
1: you don't want to. you
0: just don't want to see it
1: no honestly like i don't i'm not very comfortable with nudity anyway um yeah and Just the fact, just the thought of like seeing a bunch of sweaty people work out naked in a gym is not very pleasant. (laughs) They could be, they could be like models. They could be extremely attractive, have amazing bodies. And I'm still like, "Mm, mm, mm."
0: I'm just thinking like Uh, um, balls sweat on workout equipment. is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ball sweat, vag sweat, like, none of that,
0: none of that is good.
1: None of that is pleasant to think about. Oh, y'all, I
0: wish you could have seen her face when I said that. (laughs) Oh, God, okay, so from about 800 to 600 BCE is when the Spartans were kicking it and um (laughs) literally kicking it really they were kicking everything (laughs) so uh side note what's really cool about the um spartans is that women were like very highly regarded they had a lot of freedoms in that time they were probably one of the most free women of the time um but they Which is so sad. They practiced eugenics. So only the men that were strong enough Mm. to become warriors. And the women who were strong enough to produce warriors were allowed to live. Not even just like... They would just kill them. Not even exile. Just kill. And they started training them at the age of seven. So these kids were starting to do extreme workouts from the age of seven years old. And... Only those who died in childbirth or in battle had the honor of their graves marked. So if you died of anything else, you were like just... Like old age. Yeah. So if basically, if you were seen to be unfit, you were killed. And a lot of people were saying that they were addicted to working out. I mean, because they had to be prepared for any, you know, threat out there. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure they were like, no, I'm capable, so I'm going to work out as much as I can so uh, I don't get executed for
0: literally, not seeming that way. Yeah, it was literally work out or die. And heaven forbid. Heaven forbid, like, I don't know, you broke a leg or something. I don't know. I don't even know what happened to the women who just couldn't conceive children. I don't even want to think about that. Because that just sounds horrible. So... <sighs> Sasruta of India was the first recorded physician to prescribe a moderate daily exercise in 600 BCE. So he was the first recorded physician um, to prescribe this to his patients for daily use. And it was, quote, it should be taken every day. But taken, quote, only to half extent of his capacity, otherwise it may prove fatal. So I think it's oh, really, dang. yeah, I think it's really interesting that this is already, like, the second time we've seen that, Um, uh, like, they, they don't want you to overdo yourself. Mm-hmm. Basically, so before prescribing exercise it was essential for him to consider the age strength physique exercise terrain and diet of the patient so we're looking at who the patient is and looking specifically at what they can do and what they should be doing so which
1: that's still like applied today like yeah you know it's recommended before you start a workout routine like talk to your doctor so they can you yeah. can discuss like your diet and your your current activity level and your strength and like any underlying like heart conditions or any other conditions that can affect it is that so.
0: crazy that it really hasn't changed that much
1: yeah not yeah that's really crazy and
0: so From so long ago <laughs> 600 bce Susruta advocated exercise because it made the body stout strong firm compact and light enhanced the growth of limbs and muscles Improved digestion and complexion. Prevented laziness, which they think is more like inactivity. is, mm-hmm. um, And reduced senality while being, quote, absolutely conductive to a better preservation of life. Preservation of life. Again, we're looking at the same thing yeah. we're looking at today. And he believed that diseases fly from the presence of a person habituated to regular physical exercise. So basically, if you exercised often, the diseases would leave your body quickly. I mean, eh. Eh, I mean, we're talking 600 BCE. So, I mean, he wasn't. Yeah too far off. They didn't know
1: germs existed. Right,
0: right. <laughs> he was concerned that individuals who consumed too much food, slept too long, and remained sed- sed- sedentary sedentary <laughs> yes, and remained uh, inactive while pampering their belly would become um corpulent and addition dish- A condition that he associated with a very variety of diseases. I'm going to have a lot to edit because I am stuttering. (laughs) (laughs) So, as noted before, he thought that excessive exercise meant strenuous or heavy physical activity would cause multiple diseases and potentially lead to death. He was very concerned about you overdoing it. hmm Which, I mean, you absolutely
1: can. You should And be. it can really harm yeah. you if you ever do it.
0: Absolutely. So, Pythagoras. And yes, we are talking about Pythagorean theorem.
1: Pythagoras.
0: Yeah. Because why learn about taxes when you're in high school? You've got to know the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, he was a former athlete and he was the first individual or medical philosopher from ancient Greece to advocate daily exercise for health reasons. So besides being mathematician and astronomer, he established a school in Croton, Italy, if I said that wrong. So sorry, Italy. Italy. Uh, to teach science and philosophy in accord with the mystical religious teachings of Orpheus. And his school was described as a, quote, philosophical medical center that served as a location for a religious cult in which he advised his followers to adhere to a regimen of diet, exercise, music, and meditation. Which doesn't sound horrible, honestly. Diet, exercise, music, and meditation. Sounds pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, there is an episode of Morbid I was listening to. Um, and there was this cult that stemmed from like very similar, um, uh, ideals oh, of no. like, health. And, um, like the, the founder of the cult had like a health restaurant. Um, This is, like, in the 70s. Uh, Apparently, he knew, um, like, John Bragg or whatever. And it's the same Bragg that has, like, the brands of, like... um, Oh, the candies? Apple cider vinegar. No, no, no. Not the candies. Like, apple cider vinegar and nutritional yeast. Like, that. I think it's Bragg. Um, And he, like, knew that guy and, like, eventually developed his own cult. But then it got, like, really, like, actual culty-culty. And, like, he had, like, a bunch of wives. And a lot of them were, like underage women, and he ended up throwing himself off a cliff, and it was a lot.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Cults fascinate me, honestly. I don't know why, but it's like, I love watching cult documentaries.
1: I do, too. They make me sick, like, with how awful they are, but I can't,
0: I I love watching them. it's like, how did you fall for that? It's like, these people don't even know they're in a cult until they're out of the cult, and they're like, shit, I was in a cult! Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Uh, So to restore harmony and to achieve a healthy state, a daily regimen was required, which included long walks, running, wrestling, discus throwing, and boxing. Gotta throw your discus every day.
1: So, so more of those, like the strength training (laughs) exercises. Yes, basically
0: still what we're doing today. So Herodicus in 500 BCE was a former teacher of Hippocrates and was a physician who practiced dietetic medicine, who later became recognized for his emphasis on the therapeutic effects of exercise. And during the time, everyone was kind of like, you kind of don't know what you're talking about. You're a little bit of a joke. But recently, he's been um, designated as the, quote, father of sports medicine. So a lot of his mm-hmm. stuff was, it's hitting now. And Hippocrates said that, quote, <laughs> please tell me what you think of this quote. Okay. Quote, eating eating alone will not keep a man well. He must also take exercise. Seems normal, right? Yeah. Eating alone. I read it as eating in solitude. Eating oh. alone will <laughs> And I was like, can he find friends? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. I eat lunch alone every day <laughs> and then I put I'm a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I love you it's fine you so and pretty. I was and thanks I was sober when I read that so I don't know if that that makes it worse um that was pre margaritas. So. but uh hippocrates was the first recorded physician to provide a written exercise prescription for a patient suffering from consumption
1: oh okay
0: isn't that fun um galen and this was between 129 and 210 ce he was from rome he combined his combined with his recommendation on the Use of exercise for patients in the management of disease. It his his works prevailed until the sixteenth century. Damn, damn Galen, yeah, seriously. So he believed that training would cause thinning of the body, hardening and strengthening muscles. He put increased flesh and. In, they think it's more like mass. Yeah, I was about to say it's probably
1: like building yeah. like muscle mass. Yeah, yeah,
0: and Ella, I know, right? Why did the- he say it like that? Why flesh? Eh. It's one of those words that just please don't say it.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that word.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, and it would elevate blood volume while achieving good condition. Of the wrestler or heroes like Hercules and Achilles in Homer's epics.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So he he was going for hero looks.
1: Yeah. Well, Hercules was definitely, like, he loved wrestling. Yeah. Naked. He wrestled naked in almost every single encounter he had.
0: (laughs) Sweaty naked Hercules. That's. Damn it. It's ruining the cartoon for me. Because now all I'm thinking about (laughs) is, like, balls sweat. And poor Pegasus, honestly. (laughs) So
1: from what I, like, from what I gather is that he was not always naked. It was just when he wrestled. (laughs)
0: Can you imagine going to fight someone and they take off all their clothes? And it's Hercules. Hercules. ew okay um so galen prescribed exercise for weakened patients and for those affected with disorders or diseases associated with arthritis depression dropsy epilepsy gout tuberculosis tuberculosis and vertigo (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine everything's fine so in around 1420 the Renaissance era humanist humanist (laughs) why did I make it sound fancier
1: humanist (laughs) we're gonna have a lot for the blooper reel
0: (laughs) fuck okay so the Renaissance era humanist uh Vitorina de Feltre Opened a school in Italy that had an emphasis on physical education, and this had not been done during the Dark Ages. So we're kind of taking a little bit of a turn here. And in 1553, Cristobal Mendez wrote a book detailing the benefits of physical education. I will try to say the title, it's in Spanish. So we're looking at El libro del ejercicio corporal y sus provescos? Good attempt. I might cut that. (laughs) (laughs) So, that was in 1553. We're looking at the modern day, what we're seeing as what. What we consider modern day exercising started starting in about the 1700s. And now, just for a little fun fact, physical education is about a hundred billion dollar industry now.
1: That honestly doesn't surprise me. Have you seen all the ads for like Peloton and what was... Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to think of Botox, but my brain kept saying Bojangles.
0: (laughs) Do you mean Bowflex? That's it! (laughs) And she's the sober one, guys! I am. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> There's no helping us. Okay. <clears throat> so, in around se- 1700 to 1850 is when gymnastics were developed and really honed in Europe. There were new developments in the gymnastics world. So, January 1st in 1774, G- Johann Johan. Friedrich Simon was the first modern physical educator and teacher in Germany. And he taught fencing, horseback riding, dancing, and different types of ball games. Where was this PE teacher when we were in high school? (laughs) I would go if it was fencing and horseback riding.
1: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: It sounds wonderful. Probably bougie as shit, though. So, in (laughs) 17... In 1796, they developed the Gymnasticon, which honestly sounds like a Transformer. But it was the first machine, fitness machine. And I want you to go back to the skit. I forgot that I do have
1: pictures. I already have the pictures
0: pulled up. Cool. The first two I'm going to describe, we've got... Sisruta and Hippocrates, and I don't know if you're noticing any similarities between the two, but they both look very angry at life.
1: They both look angry, and they both have beards.
0: Yeah, maybe they were doing some big things in the exercise world, but they weren't happy about it. (laughs) Absolutely not. They were tired. They need a nap. Okay, so if you go down one to the left, we've got the gymnasticon. And honestly, it's it's a little weird, but it's not too far off from some of the machines that I use at the Y. The so... botex. <laughs> yes, the botex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that it does look like um, a precursor for a lot of like the resistance
0: machines at a gym. Yeah. Um, the mutton chops are just an added bonus, honestly.
1: Oh, I thought that was, I thought no. that was a lady <laughs> with, like, her coiffed hair. I didn't realize that was a
0: man. No, that's a man with facial with mutton hair. mutton chops. I love the mutton chops. I should show up to the gym at 530 looking like this one day. Mutton chops excluded, of course.
1: Just wear, like, the the tights and the, the shoes. The, the and shoes. The,
0: hmm The whole suit. The... The overcoat, yeah, yeah, and just be like, "I'm here for the gymnasticon. Do you have one, please?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to have that look on your face too—that yep. kind of like that coy, smug look.
0: Yes, with my cup of coffee, a hot cup of coffee, hot cup of coffee. <laughs> so, in 1800, a German teacher, Gutsmuths, sure, developed the. Basic Principles of Gymnastics and published his The First Gymnastics textbook. In 1810, Frederick Jean further developed gymnastics through the invention of the pommel horse, horizontal and parallel bars. 1810. The bars were invented. So his physical culture, festivals, promoted gymnastics as well as other forms of exercises so i did find a couple of pictures on this and it was like big depictions of big groups of people like doing shit okay which is cool in 1810 in 1813 we've got the swedish teacher per henrik ling and he found the royal central gymnastics institute and developed the Swedish form of gymnastics. In 1814, we've got Denmark's education bill, which uh, was a bill that established the first mandatory physical education. So P.E. in schools goes back all the way to 1814 in Denmark. Yeah. And they became the first European state to introduce physical training in schools. And they used gymnastics to teach the teachers on how to teach the students. Oh, okay. But it wasn't very formal. And in 1823, fitness becomes more of a focus in the united states they're like we need to really get on board with this and Catherine beecher advocates for awareness of fitness and establishes the hartford female seminary and that includes women's fitness as well so we're women's fitness goes back just as long as men's fitness honestly back to the spartan ages the women were trained yeah. with the men as well And in 1824, Charles Beck established the first gymnasium in the United States. And the influence spread in American society in 1824. So in 1885, the formation of the Association for the Advancement of Physical Education was created. That was William G. Anderson. Um, He was concerned about his own lack of training and preparation to be a physical trainer. So, in 1885, he held a meeting for people who were interested in the profession, and they formed the association to help train the trainers, basically. In 1899, Bernard McFadden founded the Physical Culture magazine... Which promoted and popularized fitness as a form of healthy living. No shit. This goes back way further than I thought it did. Yeah. I really thought it was like mid-1900s. Is when we were like, oh, we're getting fat. We need to like work out or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Way further than that. No. So that's a that's French, crazy. Right? A French professor, Edmond Desbonnet. I'm saying it like that because it's French.
1: Sure. Sounds my, right to me.
0: My country accent wants to say Edmund desbonnet bonnet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right.
0: It's bonnet. Uh, Begins publishing books on fitness and he was able to make exercise fashionable. And that Uh-oh. opens up so many avenues, but he opened up several fitness centers. In 1901. So on November 2nd, 1910, uh, was the formation of the National Collegiate Athletic Association, also known as the NCAA.
1: Uh And that
0: was created as an outcome of the Intercollegiate Athletic Association of the United States. So basically the presidents of five major institutions like the Army, Navy, Harvard, Princeton, and Yale gathered and decided to make athletics safer and in response to that they created the ncaa
1: okay yep very cool
0: now i need you to go to 1936 uh the ain't no damn way my knees hurt looking at this video and we're gonna watch it together
1: so it's a bunch of guys doing jumping jacks
0: and these are like schoolboys in london they had a for England, they okay. they had it an app. They had an. Accident. Why are these guys
1: just watching them?
0: Because they're like advocating for okay. fitness, so they're doing like a production to show what they can do, basically. Okay.
1: Look at this. So now they're doing like backwards. Yeah. Rolls, look. Look at the boy on the balance the...
0: beam. My knees could doing never. Doing lunges. Yeah. Yeah. My knees could never. Oof. Front flips. I forgot what
1: that's called. Jumping. Shit. Jumping through a hoop. Yes. Pommel
0: horse. I think that's what I was thinking of. They're jumping over a pommel horse. Oh, and then he's got a speech. Could you imagine? This was at, like, their school class. Could you imagine having to do all that in, like, the eighth grade? I mean, there's a reason all those, like,
1: adolescent boys have abs, I could never. I could never. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: No, I can hear my knees crunch in that video. Oh, I
1: was about to say like my knees. Like I can't I can't do lunges as it is. No. Like especially the 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 double leg lunge that they're It was like a squat but like with your legs close together. And like your knees close together. They were together. on
0: a balance beam doing that.
1: Yeah, no. my niece could never. No. Maybe if I was a prepubescent boy, I could, but not not as this hefty 30-year-old lady.
0: My neck hurts. <laughs> With knee problems. My neck hurts when I sleep on my pillow wrong. I don't... And it's a memory foam <laughs> pillow. It's a nice pillow. <laughs> I could never. Oh, my gosh. I gotta readjust. Speaking of bad bodies. Okay. So, in the 50s in the United States, by this time, over 400 United States colleges and universities offered P.E., and there was increasing recognition of the scientific foundation of P.E. And by P.E., we do mean physical education. So, July 16th of 1956, the President's Council on Youth Fitness and Sports Um, This is a program that advises the President of the United States through the Secretary of Health and Human Services about physical activity, fitness, and sports, and recommends programs to promote regular physical activity for the health of all Americans. And it was established by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. And then in the 60s and 70s, Mr. Universe... Yeah, Mr. Universe and Mr. Olympia contests were popularized and by popular bodybuilders such as Arnold Schwarzenegger which caused many to start flocking to the gym so they could get these results as well. So we're starting to see an uptick of strongman bodybuilding type images. And then in, on November 8th of 1972 a Civil Rights Act title nine was introduced and this was for women's rights in the sports scene so quote no person in the united states shall on the basis of sex be excluded from participation in be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance.
1: Yep. I have to have training for that every year. um, Really? Because I work in a school. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And then in November, on November 16th, 2011, the SPARK program started and that strives to improve the health and fitness of children, um, adolescents and adults by dis, disseminating evidence-based physical education, after-school, early childhood, and coordinated health programs to teachers and recreation. So, that's what we have kind of for the timeline of how things developed. But, (laughs) what was the most popular workouts by century? And I Bet some of these you can guess. Okay, do you know what the 40s was? We're starting at the 40s. Everything before that was kind of the same.
1: Are you Are you asking, like, do I know yeah. what
0: the 40s is yeah. as an era? Or... Yeah, like as an era. In the 40s, what was the most popular, like, workouts?
1: Oh, um, let's see. I'm trying to think back to, like,
0: I'm sure it was a lot of, like, calisthenics. Um, like, sit-ups. Push-ups. Basically stretching is what they called it. Other things, like jumping jacks, okay. toe stretches, stuff like that. Um, the 50s. This one's this one I had no idea.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, swimming? I don't know. Hula hoop.
0: <laughs> so, obviously it started out as a toy, but they realized that they could, like, put weights in them. And it was, it's a hell of a workout. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, you are engaging your core the entire time and like, yeah, like moving your core around. So I can definitely see that being like an ab workout and you usually have your arms out. And so that's like, yeah, another thing. Abs of steel. I can't hula hoop anymore.
0: I can't either. I, I used to be able to hula hoop. Oh my God. I could hula hoop for hours. I tried a friend's son's hula hoop a couple months ago and I was like, I've, lost my ability. What happened to me? I just forgot how to move my body. I don't know. It is not like riding a bike. You can forget. No. Okay. 1960s.
1: Jogging. I don't know.
0: The Vibrating Belt.
1: Oh, is that the one where <laughs> it, like
0: you just stand on it, it just jiggles <laughs> you? Yeah, so it, it did originate in the 1900s, but it did make a comeback in the 60s, and it got very popular. So, at the time, massages were believed to cure fatigue, remove toxins, increase muscle tone, and improve circulation. Which, those aren't honestly too far off to what massages do, but they thought that if you took the strap and wrapped it around your back and your ass and just vibrated the holy shit out of you, <laughs> that it would mimic a <laughs> massage and make you lose weight. And that's not how that works. No, not at all. No. Cuz I remember
1: seeing like cartoons and like old videos of those those mm-hmm. belts and I'm I always thought like do they even work? Obviously not cuz they're not around anymore, but um
0: you'd be surprised. Really? We'll get into it. All right, so the 70s, what do you think it was? Cocaine. <laughs> I mean, in the weight loss department, probably. The go fast department, absolutely. <laughs> but we're... <laughs> jazzercise. Oh. Jazzercise. jazzercise. So, Jazzercise is a mix of jazz, dance, ballet, Pilates, yoga, and kickboxing. And it got really popular in the 70s. And then in the 80s, what do you think it was?
1: Um, all I can think of are those home
0: videos of, like, doing, like, at-home calisthenics. You're right. It's the aerobics. We're talking Jane... Oh, uh, aerobics, yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons. You were spot on. So, it's a spinoff of Jazzercise. Um, but it became really popular when Jane Fonda came out with her book and then the aerobics workout tape. So, pe- you could do it at home. And all I'm thinking is, like... The little bodysuits that the body suits. that cover less than the bikinis that I wear well I mean, I used to wear. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah, leg warmers, that's all I'm thinking about. Okay, in the nineties, what do you think it was?
1: I'm sure aerobics were still really big, but I feel like was it like Pilates or something that got huge? Tie Bow. Oh, I had Taibo
0: tapes growing up. (laughs) So, Billy Banks was a karate master who invented Taibo. And it's a high-intensity cardio workout that combines martial art, boxing, dancing, and hip-hop beats. And at its height, over 500 million videos were sold. And we're talking the 90s. You had to physically buy the videotape. So, that is a shit ton. I think we had, like,
1: six of them. My mom loved Tybo. Like, my mom, she was really into Tybo. <laughs> I could
0: see your mom being into Tybo. <laughs> okay, so, 19... And also in the 90s. So, it was Tybo and one other thing. So, what was the other thing? Do you know?
1: Um, Stairmasters.
0: Spinning classes. Spin classes. Ah. Uh,
1: What is a spin class? Is it like when you cycle? Yeah, it's cycling. So Johnny
0: Goldberg was a cyclist and professional trainer from South Africa who moved to the United States. And apparently one night he was riding his bike and almost got hit by a car and he was like, shit, this is dangerous. I want to do this inside. And so Soul Cycling was born. So, did he just, like,
1: invent the stationary bike? I don't
0: know who invented the stationary bike, but he started okay. the classes in the 90s. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, hey. It's a hell of a workout, I'm not gonna lie. So, the 2000s. Um, oh gosh.
1: I was actually alive during this time. Um... I feel like everyone was jogging in the 2000s. Kind of.
0: I don't know. Zumba. Ah,
1: Zumba. Zumba. Yeah.
0: So built on the... I like Zumba. I've... Honestly, I love Zumba too. It's basically like um, aerobics and jazzercise, but like Latin. Like, make it Latin. And so it mixes <laughs> salsa, tango, flamenco, dances, all the Latin... And it's, or to pop music, but honestly, I do Zumbas on Thursdays, and Christina, our instructor, be killing it. I don't know how she's doing that shit with her feet. I don't know how she's doing, I don't know how she makes it look good, but she does, and she's killing it, and I'm over here looking like a cat that got hit by a car but like i'm having fun just going (gasps) (gasps) Uh, 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 trying to drink my hot coffee between songs (laughs) stop it
1: you monster
0: 5 a.m i need it (laughs) okay so the 2010s everyone was talking about it
1: was it yoga no
0: it was a, a more oh, physical workout that everyone was like, I do this. Uh CrossFit. Yes, crossfit. <laughs> Listen, you knew someone was doing CrossFit in the early or the early twenty tens because they told you the moment they walked up to you. hmm Why it was unnecessary. But CrossFit is a mixture of gymnastics, weightlifting, pull-ups, and calisthetic. Calisthenics? Yes. Why can I not say the word? Um, so the first CrossFit gym originated in Santa Cruz, California. And there are actually athletic competitions now across the country. Oh, well, how about that? So, the 2020s. I know we're just four years in now but what is popular right now
1: i feel like hot yoga is really popular
0: hot yoga is very popular um that's not it but you're not wrong it's hit so high intensity interval training
1: oh okay and
0: it can kiss my ass honestly it's truly (laughs) ha but thanks to covid It's become super popular because it's easy to do at home. You can just look up videos online and it's for free. You don't need any equipment or Or, very little equipment to do it. and
1: you don't need a gym membership. Which Exactly. Yeah.
0: I just go to the gym because of the peer pressure because I need the peer pressure. And I actually made a friend. So now, like, I have someone to tell me to get up. Yeah. I literally saw a book on her a book sticker on her water bottle and I was like a toddler trying to make a friend. I was like, "Do you read?" <laughs> and she was like, do you "Yeah." Read? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, but I read like the books with the dragons and I don't think I've ever been more excited in my life. I went, "I do too!" And we've been friends ever since.
1: <laughs> I literally got asked by um one of my colleagues yesterday yesterday uh she's like mm-hmm. do you like fantasy books about dragons and i was like i do and she's like you have to read this book and i was like she's like i'm listening to it again and i love it and i'm like okay um which book was it i don't it's one of the of of a blank of blank of blank one of those books i don't know Is there's so of,
0: many of blood and ash no damn <laughs> it's another Sorry, one I just, jesus i need to it's know like, morgan it's
1: like a song of Thrones and thorns or something. I don't. I don't know. There's so many of those books right now. I can't keep them all straight. Uh,
0: I need you to do some reconnaissance. <laughs> I just finished a book. Okay, I'll text her and I'll let you know. Okay, thanks. Um. Okay. So, you ready to get into some weird fitness inventions and or biggest flops? Sure. Okay. Number one, <laughs> the vibrating belt. We've already talked about how that doesn't do shit. Yep. Okay. Thigh Master. Do you remember the Thighmaster from the eighties?
1: I remember the name. I don't Okay. Was it like um you know those like hip, abductor, and adductor machines at gyms where you like
0: squeeze in the paddles? Yes. Was it like that? Kind of. But like at home it looks like a like a bent paper clip and you squeezed your thighs together on it and the commercial i watched so many commercials today um it (laughs) said squeeze squeeze your way to shapely thighs (laughs) (laughs) squeeze squeeze your way to
1: shapely thighs shapely thighs
0: and the lady was like, uh, people ask me if my if I was born with these kind of legs. And I and she was like, I, I wasn't, but I look like I was. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? That's so funny. All right. You're going to know this one. The Shake Weight. Came yes. out in 2009. So we're talking about, if y'all don't know what a Shake Weight is, please Google it. for For your... You're welcome, but spring-loaded, two-and-a-half-pound dumbbell that you hold with two hands, and it shakes up and down. It shakes in your
1: hand. You have to hold it
0: still. Towards your face, and it looks so inappropriate that um, SNL, The Daily Show, and South Park spoofed it on their shows. That doesn't surprise me at all. 2 million units were sold in the first year. And they've more than doubled since. That's Um,
1: crazy. Some
0: some people think the sales were like gag gift sales. And they still make them. You can still buy them. But even better. Have you heard of the Free Flexer? No. (laughs) Okay. Go back to the skit. And click on the link that says "This is inappropriate." Okay. And I ju- just, just, please narrate while you. Re- okay.
1: Oh goodness. This is not an ordinary workout. Um, it's it's showing a lot of men in like dark lighting. What is that? What is that? <laughs> So what there's a bunch of, like, very ripped men holding a flexible dumbbell. They're doing the helicopter so. with it. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. So, okay, I'm going to pause it really quick just so I can – I because can, I can't hear and talk at the same time. So yeah. it is a a dumbbell – quote-unquote dumbbell it is it has a handle that you hold and it has like two slinkies on either end and they kind of just kind of wobble back and forth um and i guess they're weighted but the this commercial is so funny because the ad is so serious like it is a bunch of men with like a warm light on them in a completely dark room so it's like very harsh shadows and they're absolutely ripped and they're just like sternly holding this free flexor while it wobbles in their hand and they're like I'm a man and I'm holding this free flexor and then there's a very serious narrator going for the ultimate workout it is free flexor the first flexible dumbbell like it's so like manly and epic and it's very funny
0: also so inappropriate looking the first it, time that first one popped up I was like what please tell me that's not his dick what is happening what, what, ha- what was bad about that is he was holding it like at his
1: hip level like in front of his pelvis and it was this wobbly thing like going in a circle and it does look like that's <laughs> like what is happening here?
0: <laughs> ah. Oh my god. Oh, oh. it's so many
1: it's two minutes of this. It's just <laughs> I got I got um how far did I get? I got forty-five seconds in and I think I've I've probably seen the whole commercial. You've
0: seen the whole commercial, you have. You can pause okay. it. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, I saw that. I cried. I was alone in my kitchen and I cried. <laughs>
1: so i'm like scrolling through like what it says and it's like 300 times per minute (laughs) wow unlimited torque uh unlimited tension see this is very homoerotic like i'm just saying like all these very like very buff shirtless men with like unlimited tension like it's (laughs)
0: with the this will be a workout you won't
1: forget is what they said oh and there's like they have like beefy guys in a field yeah
0: i gotta i gotta watch these beefy guys in a field go to the beefy guys in the field go to them they're just like yeah it's burning my whole arm (laughs) oh my god
1: he said, "This is a different kind of exercise. I've never felt anything like that." I <laughs> know everything they say. Is just... <laughs> and he's like, he's got. His his right hand on the handle. His left hand is on top of like the top wobble, and then the bottom wobble is just going in a circle. And he's like, "Ah, yeah, I've never felt anything like that before."
0: Oh my God! Let, light your forearms Just, on fire, Morgan. <laughs> Just go deep. <laughs>
1: oh, I threw it. A man said that to another man. There's a man, that, another beefy man that's holding it, and he's instead of swinging like holding it vertically, he's holding it horizontal and is like f- like swinging one side, and the other man is like, "Yeah, hold on to it. Really, go go deep. Grip Thanks. it." They knew their target audience. Come on. This is so listen, I am an ally of the LGBTQ community. This is one of the gayest commercials (laughs) I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Like
0: I I love it. He's
1: literally telling another man to go deep with it.
0: Like (laughs) they knew they had to have known. You can't tell me they didn't. Oh my gosh. Really feel it.
1: Go deep with it. Really feel it. I can't. I can't. I feel it it's really burning. Where are they finding all these super like beefy, muscular men that just so happen to be wearing shirts that show off how muscular and beefy they are? Like this guy's wearing a tank top. The other two guys are wearing like the tightest T-shirts I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, they found him in a field.
0: That's where they're <laughs> really
1: in a field. There's a pond behind this guy. They're just in a field. I can't. Breathe. They have a. They have a DVD that comes with it, so you can get ideas for how to work out with the the free flexor. Let's see. All in. Revolutionary product. Go all in. Like, come on now. (laughs) Going all in. Build your biceps and triceps. Sculpt your chest and shoulders. (laughs) Light your forearms on fire. There's another man in front of a lake. Why... I know. There's just know. there's just a man in front of a lake like very seriously holding it just like angrily like <laughs> wearing like jeans <laughs> and a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> I
0: can't. <laughs> they either they either knew their target audience and just made it subtle enough or they had no idea, and I like to think that they had no idea, and just. <laughs> I'm reading
1: like the description. Um, <laughs> Free flexor is a revolutionary fitness product that introduces the patent pending circular strength technology to athletes and beyond. Work every angle of the muscle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Free Flexer is the world's thank- first flexing dumbbell. Yeah. They have a U- a whole
1: YouTube channel.
0: There's only 81 <laughs> subscribers. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Well, thank you for
1: showing me the ad video. That was I've I've tears in my eyes. That was very funny. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
0: Okay, I gotta, whew, I gotta fix my face now. It hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next product, um, the Ab Rocket, which I do have a picture of because I, I couldn't explain it without visualizing it. Um, it, it like imagine a, a folding chair, with.
1: I remember seeing commercials for this. Yes. Yeah,
0: so they offered a workout plus a massage. And you just do sit ups on it, and yeah. apparently it just didn't do a lot. I, I mean, like you- I feel
1: like I don't know. Like I, I, I'm trying to remember the ads because they're from so long ago. But like, really, and maybe there's ways to like customize it. But it seems like the only way you would really get like the ab workout was from like pushing down. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I need a massage to get a back massage of just rollers, like going up and down my back while I'm doing sit-ups. Also, I those don't, don't well,
0: know. those rollers aren't going to go very far. And I think I'd just rather have a massage.
1: I think, and I think I would just rather do sit-ups.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I just I don't think we need to. Let's not do both. You're doing too much. Yeah. So. The next is the power plate, which, um, imagine the vibrating belt, but without the belt. It's just a platform that vibrates. And apparently, you're supposed to do workouts on it. You can still buy these. You can still buy these. That's, Why? How, how do they even do anything? So, you're telling me that now I have to do a crunch, but now I'm shaking? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you have a hard enough time oh, as it gosh. is. Just jiggle <clears throat> all over the place. Yeah, just get... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we've got the Nordic track skier machine. I have a picture of that too, because mm. how the fuck do I explain that? It's supposed it's... to be like cross-country skiing. Yeah,
1: it's like um like an elliptical and a rowing machine. I feel like that would be so hard to do. Like, I can't do both at once. You know what I mean? Like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's supposed to be like you. I did watch again. I watched another tutorial on how to use it. And it's supposed to be like cross country skiing. How you're like walking on the skis. Yeah. I would fall flat on my ass. I'm not going to lie. I am not coordinated. I can ski. I can ski but i haven't quite done the cross country skiing and the way he was explaining it i was just more confused than anything
1: i mean it looks like a confusing machine like i don't know and yeah. maybe there's like <laughs> resistance on the feet but like there's like a like a pad or something that holds your pelvis like in place i guess while you like can lean forward and like step on the yeah i don't know platform on the bottom but it just looks really hard to use honestly and fun. again confusing like i i yeah. don't know
0: how i'd be able to do both at the same time fun fact they still make those as well literally oh, really? that one they still make them now nordic track has great like ellipticals and treadmills and mm-hmm. stuff like that but they if you want to buy one you can buy a skier okay. machine <laughs> um you remember these Toning shoes. They were the shoes that have like the curved bottoms that were supposed to like.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, they don't do shit. They,
1: yeah, they actually hurt you. They actually fuck up your your spine and your hips. Yeah. And your knees apparently.
0: Yeah, I had a pair. Maybe that's what happened.
1: <laughs> Could be. You should, you should do a,
0: a lawsuit against that brand. I should. I'm just kidding let's not do that so in the 70s uh well i say 70s they were also popular in the 80s and 90s sauna suits do you remember sauna suits um
1: i assume it's like a big like balloon type suit that you put over yourself that you have a sauna
0: in worse it's just you look like a space suit and they're like rubbery and they make you sweat. Oh. But. Yeah,
1: that sounds awful.
0: Yeah, but also they're dangerous as shit.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you could overheat super easily. Oh, people then... died! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, that's awful!
0: Yes! but they were really popular between the like 70s and 90s the next do you remember power balance bracelets i do
1: i think i do they were like were they the rubber ones that had like the metal foil thing on like the end kind of yeah
0: they had different brands but Power Balance was a big brand, but they're supposed to improve balance, strength, and flexibility through special hologram frequencies. Yeah. Sounds legit. Yeah, it's a placebo effect. That's all it was. (laughs) Yeah. And they were sued for fraud in 2011.
1: Doesn't surprise me. You're not going to change your balance through holograms. Like, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) and apparently it was supposed to like i'm not saying i'm not gonna get this right but basically they were like it goes with the energy of your body and puts in positive energy i'm sorry the bracelet gives off vibes like what is happening
1: i i that sounds like what's
0: happening and what's the crazy thing is that you can see the placebo effect work instantly because they would put these bracelets on people and then record before and after on their balance and, like, they would be better. But the... Yeah. We all know the bracelet's not doing shit, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's not.
0: Yeah. So, moving on to the 8-Minute Abs. Very popular in 1995. They were workout videos and... Apparently eight minute daily workouts, honestly, I could see this probably working if you stuck to it um because they were a lot of like crunches and ab workouts and strength training, and yeah, you know if you're if you do it right, you shouldn't need more than like eight minutes, maybe fifteen or something like that. You don't need a lot,
1: yeah, I mean, as long as you're like engaging your core and like working out those muscles um yeah consistently like it should work yeah yeah it may take longer if it's a shorter workout but like you'll get those results Yeah, like working out was working out you know
0: yeah and the dumbest one, one well one of the dumbest oh. obviously the free flexor takes the cake but okay dumbbell utensils Forks and spoons, weighted forks and spoons, and knives. Like, now this is, this is way more than Nick saying he does his 12 ounce curls when he drinks a beer. Like, this is a legit, legit, they look like little dumbbells with a fork at the end.
1: That's insane.
0: Just put a workout in your salad apparently. Oh my god. I would just put the <laughs> fork down and eat my damn cake with my hand. <laughs> right.
1: Like, like it'll work out like your wrist and like maybe like your bicep yeah. as like you're bringing your fork to your but like
0: what are you going to do if
1: you go out to like... eat bring your own damn fork? You you use like regular silverware and you're you just like punch yourself <laughs> in the face.
0: <laughs> it's like when you pick up a can of like beer or coke or something and you think it has more in it, and you end up throwing it. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just I <laughs> I use way more strength than I needed to. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, this the dumbest thing. Okay, last section. Um, I feel like we need to throw an ode to uh the men and women who have gone above and beyond to become some of the strongest men and women ever. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, okay. So first off, we're starting with just jo- we're gonna go women then men. Um. So Josephine okay. Blatt. Um, Known by her stage name as Minerva, was one of the strongest women in the 19th and early 20th century. She was awarded a championship weightlifting belt by Richard K. Fox, the editor of the National Police Gazette, in the late 1890s. Minerva was known to catch cannonballs, lift heavy barbell, and perform um, harness lifts her most impressive harness lift allegedly amounted to over 3000 pounds. Holy shit. Yeah. Like what the fuck, Josephine? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How's that even possible? No. It was a harness lift, so I don't I, I don't know what that exactly entails, okay. but a okay. 3000 pound harness lift. And that has been stated in headlines in the news. So it is documented. So then we've got Abby or Pudgy Stockton in the 1930s. <laughs> That's, they, they have Pudgy in parentheses, which is rude. Pudgy.
1: did Like, I hope it's something she called herself I hope in, so. like, a ha way. Okay. And not a
0: nickname they gave to a strong-ass woman. I mean, I feel like if they she did in, they did anything she didn't want them to do, she could just throw them. <laughs> uh, I she's beautiful. I just looked her up. She looks great, not pudgy at all. But um, so she was known for two things: hand balancing and exceptional weightlifting. Um, she was known as Queen of Muscle Beach. And that's because she used to hold her 180-pound husband over her head with one hand on Venice Beach. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Just let me take my husband and just yeet him over here. (laughs) Just
1: Yep. That's amazing. And good for, like, I can imagine he was like, I love my strong wife.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) apparently, if I'm looking at him... I don't know which one's her husband, but, like, he's all right, too. Okay. He's all right. They're a good-looking couple. Look at them. They could fight anybody. So, uh, so she appeared in magazine covers, ran her own women's weightlifting column in Strength and Health during the 1940s, and helped organize some of the first women's weightlifting competitions in America. And she was con- strongly... Widely considered by academics to be a trailblazer for strong women everywhere. Awesome. Yeah. So then we've got Ivy Russell, who was the unofficial strongest woman in Britain during the 1930s. She had a 19, uh, 193 pound clean and jerk and a 410.5 pound deadlift. Oh my God. She successfully petitioned the British Amateur Weightlifting Association to host women's contests as well. Good I'm sorry, a 410.5 deadlift. I don't know what a clean and jerk is. I'm going to Google it right now because it does come up a lot. Clean and jerk. Okay. Okay, so that's when they go like deadlift, but then put it over their head. Okay so yeah okay i'm sorry 193 pounds in the 1930s over your head straight up that's crazy no no so then in the 70s we've got jan todd and the first woman to total 1200 pounds in a competition so that's total not all at one time but all together
1: But still, (laughs) (laughs)
0: 1200 pounds. She was the first woman to, in competition, pull 400 pounds in a deadlift and squat 500 pounds. Holy shit. Jan Todd looked like a beast, by the way. I did see a picture of her. Uh, Sports Illustrated labeled Todd as the strongest woman in the world in 1977. And the Denny Stones, a pair of 733 pound boulders that had been used in the strongman competition for decades. Todd, with the assistance of lifting straps, so I mean, all under her own weight, she just needed help, I guess, holding it, became the first woman to lift them successfully in 1979. Holy shit. Get it, Jan Todd. So Do it. Get it. Her and her husband founded the H.J. Lactor start center for physical culture and sports so apparently she became an educator at a college okay and um so this uh center holds exhibits about physical culture and maintains an enormous archive of physical fitness related content We've got Bev Francis in 1980s. She's the first woman in history to bench over 300 pounds. She participated... <laughs> yeah. She participated and won 12 sanctioned meets between 1977 and 1985. I said participated and won. She won all she participated in. <laughs> and in total... Francis won six International Powerlifting Federation World Championships from 1980
1: to 1985. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah, Get it, girl!
0: Karen Marshall won the inaugural women's division at the International Weightlifting Federation World Champion in 19- championships in 1987, and she was the first woman in history to officially clean and jerk over 300 pounds. Oh over god. your head oh. good god damn so one more woman anita florzik sorry if i said that wrong she's the only woman to woman to win the world's strongest woman contest four times in 03 05 06 and 08 as a power lifter, she deadlifted 485 pounds. For
1: Ugh I literally got like a weird chill down for my whole body.
0: Six <laughs> repetitions. What? <laughs> and 550 pounds for a single repetition. Oh, my she God. She sent Holy shit. She set multiple Guinness Book World Records resulting in various strength tests such as rolling up frying pans, lifting grown men with her bare hands, and other old school feats of strength. I
1: feel like I've seen some videos of her.
0: I want to... I'm Googling her now because i can't
1: i feel like i have i feel like i've seen a video of a woman just like curling up a fryer frying
0: pan. oh my god she's gorgeous look at her look at her strong and shit damn gorgeous oh my goodness i mean I'm, i'd be scared of her oh yeah she's just lifting people up um
1: it's it's so crazy because there's like pictures of her like Obviously, there's pictures of her like after she's recently like bulked up, and pictures of her like probably in more of a maintenance stage. But, um, damn. Like, and she looks so sweet. Yeah. It's so kind. And she could just throw you over her head with no, no issues. Like, <laughs> she'd just be like, bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See
1: you later.
0: <laughs> damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, so the men. I don't even know how to start with this. Um, Zydrunas, Zydrunas Savikas. He was a powerlifter strongman. In 2005, he broke three world records, um, in route to victory in the IFSA Strongman World Championship. In 2014... He set a new world record with a 500 pound log lift to complement his other impressive totals. Raw squad of 880 pounds, 900 pound deadlift, and a 629 pound bench. Oh my God. He won the strongman competition 09 2010. 12, and 14. 900 pound deadlift. Oh.
1: Oh my god. I'm like the calculus team right now. I'm like...
0: I'm complaining about my 60 pound son. We've got Mark Henry. He was a weightlifter, powerlifter, strongman wrestler. Um, He was the only man to ever hold both the U.S. weightlifting and powerlifting super heavyweight championship titles at the same time. Wow. Bill Kazmaier, powerlifter strongman, winner of the 1980, 81, and 82 World Strongman Contest. He was then barred from competing... In 1983 by the event organizers because they thought as long as he competed, he was going to win. So they, oh, they shit. just wouldn't let him compete anymore. Oh, well, that's, that's sad. sad. Like, he obviously deserves yeah. it. He's been working so hard. So he was the first man to lift all five McGlashan stones, which weighed 90 and 100 kilograms. So about 200 to 350 pounds. He held
1: five of them.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's a thousand pounds. He his six hundred and sixty one pound bench press stood as a world record for years. Oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, his he had a two thousand four hundred and twenty five pound total set in nineteen eighty one. Which is still the record for raw powerlifting today. Oh, my God. 2,425 pounds set. Ah. So, Paul Anderson, weightlifter, powerlifter, showman. He was said to have squatted 1,200 (laughs) pounds. Morgan's dying. Um... Anderson won an Olympic gold medal for the U.S. in weightlifting in Melbourne, Australia, in
1: 1956. We've. 1956?
0: Yeah! He squatted.
1: Oh my God! pounds in the 50s!
0: Oh my fucking God! (laughs) (laughs) So, we got Louis, or Louis, however you want to pronounce it, Uni. He's a strong man. He lived.
1: His name could be Louie <laughs> Uni, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he he lived in ni- 1862
0: to 1928. He was known as Apollon oh. the Mighty. Um he oh. but he was known for his great grip strength and large hands, which rendered him capable of lifting bars others couldn't even fit their hands around. Damn. And he was considered one of the first strength athletes, um, being extremely fit, agile man. And he took on all wrestling challenges. So he he was just a big name back in the day. And then last but not least, Lanoid Taranenko. Um, he has the world record in weightlifting for clean and jerk. 586 pounds what total he lifted 586 pounds over his head yeah in 1988 and it still stands what (laughs) what yeah holy shit yeah 266 kilograms or 586 pounds still stands,
1: oh my god, oh my ha <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's insane yeah, yeah i it Oof. i i can't even i don't
1: damn 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 damn,
0: oh that's like three of me.
1: Yeah. That's like almost three yeah. of me. I
0: was I was estimating, but like yeah. Yeah. I I can't over your head.
1: That's oh my god. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: who'd have thought working out would be so interesting?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Emily. This was a very interesting... I never thought I would want to learn about the history of exercise and working out, but you have made it an interesting
0: journey. It was me being angry at myself for being at the gym at 5 a.m., and then it turned out that it is actually kind of a cool topic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is very interesting.
0: Yeah. We should probably let these as my dad would say when he's ready for people to leave his house it's time for me to go to bed and let these good people go home and then he gets up and he leaves (laughs) so in his own home (laughs) he's gone he goes to bed so uh you know do the socials let's do the socials yeah let's do the socials um find us on facebook page and group at
1: Yes, at Ill Equipped History Podcast. Yeah.
0: Find us uh, on Instagram. At Ill Equipped History. TikTok.
1: At Ill Equipped History. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ill Equipped History. Gmail. Ill Equipped History at Gmail dot com. I think we remembered them all this time.
0: Yay! Yay! I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Go us. Um so, uh exiting thoughts, if you're losing weight to please other people, don't do that, only do it for yourself, and um, yeah, maybe if you want to, start lifting people, might as well, yeah, 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 you know what if
1: you if you don't have any dumbbells or barbells, um use like other human beings, children, pets, you know household objects. It's
0: fine. Or the free flexer, Only $40. <laughs> you get good practice in two for, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> get it deep.
1: <laughs> I can feel it, man. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Y'all go watch that ad. It is hysterical. I, I Y'all am, will know exactly what we're talking about. I am putting the link in the show notes. Please go down watch the link because you're welcome thank That's you why. you're welcome for that <laughs> okay um k bye